0: <laughs> no that shit just happens But by a reaction you would think I've been the man You make it look easy Even I was quick I saw you on your Instagram <laughs> I
1: think you cute I think you cute Oh yes I do I think you
0: cute Hi everyone thanks for tuning in This is Tochi and this is EC. Welcome to the second episode of the Diaspora Diaries. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you
1: enjoyed our first and um, you're ready to hear what we have to say on this episode.
0: So we've, I think we've got some juicy topics lined up today, right? I think so too. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you know more. You, uh, so she wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about this. <laughs> Bishop Eddie Long. Um, mm-hmm. And she knows, you know more about yeah, it. I mean,
1: I just wanted to also get your opinion on it because it's, um, he passed away. I'm sure everyone saw on the social media. Mm-hmm. He passed away on the 15th, um, just the other day. And there was a lot of mixed emotions on social media. I think like Lil Duval mm-hmm. tweeted something like, why y'all celebrating someone that did these things to these little boys? And I had remembered hearing about what happened. I think, no, I wasn't Atlanta when it happened, but you know, he's this guy, he's a bishop or a mm-hmm. pastor, actually. I think him being a bishop is kind of like I don't think I know like, the, <laughs> the requirements. Yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> know them either, but I I saw online a little bit of like bishop in quotation marks, a little bit of shade. But um <sighs> I'm gonna go ahead and call him Bishop Eddie Long. Um he passed away and he was a pastor of New Birth Missionary baptist church which is a huge church in lithonia georgia it has like 25 um, thousand people in its congregation on mm. a weekly basis he's you know he made a lot of money drives a very you know flashy car did they mm. say he has a private jet i don't know if he oh, does right. i don't think he does but um they did mention that he had a tv segment so you know he's all around the world you know okay um, international pastor and one thing about him is that a lot of the times he's outspoken out against gay you know homosexuality and being gay you know great um, I've seen a few videos where he's talking about it just saying you know it's against this and you know it's a sinful way to live and I just think you know just to sort of stop at this point people don't realize the impact that that kind of rhetoric has on people's lives You're a religious leader you know, people come to you for their guidance. And so if you're saying these things about gay people and making it seem as though, you know, the way that they are is a sin, and he said something about, you can't be born this way, forget what science says, like, oh, really? boy. Like, you know, that kind of rhetoric. So it's like these women that go to your churches, these men, they have people in their families that are gay. You know, it, it just makes life, it, it trickles down, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, the thing about, it, well, I guess we're going to go into... What, what, what he's why. Done, so, right? Because the thing about all these uh pastors or religious leaders, they're very opinionated mm-hmm. and so against, you know, homosexuality. Mm-hmm. It always ends up stemming from somewhere. Yeah. There's always some corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like this guy,
1: Ted Haggard, he's a, a I was going to say mean, it, was, I guess I said it, a white pastor. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure what state he's from, but he was making a lot of money. Had a big, um you know, congregation, but he was someone that preached out against homosexuality and would say things like, you know, Relationship has to be between a man and a woman, and he was literally caught with a male prostitute. Of course. So when that story came out, he was ostracized by his church. Um, HBO did a documentary on him and his family. So um, you know, these things happen, it's and it's hypocritical. But what what's happened with Eddie Long is that um what he did was actually like allegedly, let's put it like that. What he did was really, really low down, messed up. up. So basically what he would do within his congregation, he would choose a select group of boys. Now, I'm not sure how old they were when it started, but I know that certain events were at to have transpired when they were 17 and 18 years old. But what he would do is pick these young men in his congregation. A lot of them didn't have fathers in their lives. A lot of them came from different, you know, kind of backgrounds. And he would sort of manipulate them. Sounds and like ISIS. Them. <laughs> Isn't that how they recruit? I mean, that's how that's you how pick vulnerable people. Yeah. You know, you look at what people are missing. These boys are missing father figures. And he then took on the role of saying, I'm your father and um, I watched an interview from two of the men that um, filed a case against him and they were, the way they were talking, you could see how damaged they were by what happened. But anyway, what the boys alleged was that what he would do is he'd spend money on them, give them lavish gifts, tell them that he was their father and then begin to do things to them sexually Mm-hmm. Um, while using the Bible to support what he was doing, you know, mm-hmm. do you understand that kind of level of manipulation? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he would manipulate these boys and make them, you know, do things as far as I know. That's the most specific thing that they said that happened that crossed the line for me. Well, obviously crossed the line, but was that some kind of oral sex was exchanged on one of their 18, 18th birthdays. That um, he flew one of them out to Australia. Like he would fly them all over the world. Oh my gosh! He flew one of them out to Australia for his 18th birthday, and then proceeded to—I don't know who was the receiver or the—but you know, something happened that should definitely not have happened. And so, these boys came out with their case Um, the weekend afterwards. Of course, Missionary Baptist Church. This happened in 2010, by the way. It was packed with people that next Sunday, and he was like, I'm David, and you know, all these allegations are Goliath, and you know, I'm not (laughs) the man that they're putting me out to be. And he never actually outwardly denied the specifics of the case, you know. And to further that, he didn't even go to court. He ended up settling out of court for an undisclosed amount. So, as far as I'm concerned, if you're this man of God and you're preaching faith and you know, God and this and that, there's no reason for you to be settling out of court because that means that there's something there's truth to both sides of the story. That's what settling out of court means to me. Mm-hmm. There was something inappropriate that was happening. I mean, he admitted to, you know, staying in hotel rooms with the boys and things like that. Wow. But it's, you know, wow. all signs are leading towards you, you did these messed up things to these poor boys.
0: Wow. So he passed away?
1: Yeah, he recently passed away. He, okay. Well, first of all, I don't know if he, part of the case... It's not funny, but part of the case was that they had discovered pictures of him that he himself that he had sent to the boys on their phones. What? Girl, if you see these pictures, I swear you will laugh. I remember when they first leaked, I was dying with like <laughs> muscular and like really tiny legs Oh like really gosh. broad up top. And it's in these like athletic shirts and he's sending them to these boys. So I go into that because before he died, he began looking very emaciated.
0: I remember this story. <laughs> you remember the items? I long like story? I feel like now I'm remembering the pictures. Yeah, oh
1: girl, the pictures are he looks horrible yeah. in these pictures. like, And it's, it's very, it looks very gay, you know? That's what, <laughs> that's what my gay friends do. They send hot pictures of themselves. But anyway, um, so he began looking very emaciated. I would say sometime last year, people were saying that it might have been AIDS. AIDS. You know, Those were allegations people were throwing around. But his daughter in her Instagram post dedicated to him said that it was cancer. Mm. So his health began deteriorating and he just passed away. So that was just a background to help people understand why... Not everyone is so quick to say R.I.P. or, you know, praise him or, you know, look to him a certain way. Mm. And, you know, if these things really did happen, then not only shame on him, but shame on the people around him that saw what was happening and enabled it to happen. Like you, you guys are, you know, responsible for destroying people's lives
0: because of, I guess, and it's it's, it's because he makes a lot of money Mm -hmm. and power. Yeah. Power people the boys, that use religion as power mm-hmm. the boys even
1: said that they would go out with this man and he was respected everywhere One of them said they got in trouble in school and I guess Bishop Eddie long intervened oh, and the teacher gosh. came and apologized to the boy You know I mean, not something that happens in Nigeria. Rubbish. If the father is somebody the teacher yeah, yeah. will now say a story to this, you know, that type of thing <laughs> So he now associated Bishop Eddie long with power and mm-hmm. what he wanted to be. So oh, Anyway, but we've been talking about,
0: about that for a while. Yeah <laughs> I honestly don't have anything to say because <laughs> the thing about it when I saw that they posted rest in peace or mm-hmm. whatever on social media and I saw some people coming out against it like oh why are we mm-hmm. even saying rest in peace mm-hmm. I was like oh let me quickly Google who this guy is mm-hmm. and I saw what he did to little boys and I was like nope you <laughs> were not resting in peace
1: <laughs> Cause, yeah, goodbye people get damaged by those things and then the fact that he was so um, homophobic on top of that it's just layers of you know deceit mm.
0: well moving on to men <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh we wanted to talk about you think about this after we recorded the first episode uh i was sitting back at home and i was like i can't believe tochi and i did not discuss soldier boy and chris <laughs> brown, brown yeah because all of during like the Christmas break mm-hmm. or New Year's or whenever, I just remember Twitch and I texting each other back and forth, almost dying right. because of Soldier Boy and, and Chris Brown. Brown acting like coons. Mm-hmm. And I don't know for some of you guys that if you don't watch Love and Hip Hop, good for you. <laughs> so I salute you. I hope to be like you one day. <laughs> I have tried to stop watching this show, but somehow I always come back. And here I am watching this scripted ass it's nonsense. Bad. And these men, I just, sorry guys, I was watching, like last week, I was watching um, the Creep Squad on, that's what they call themselves, Mm -hmm. these three men. Peter Guns, who has 10 kids, is the leader of the Creep Squad, Rich Dollars, who is just a joke at this point. I don't even know how. Broke (laughs) Dollars. And what's his name? Cisco. Cisco. You, and don't forget DJ Self. DJ <laughs> Oh my Gwynneth. <laughs> okay, no, I know too much about this. Uh, so yeah, there are these three men on Love and Hip Hop. They're all useless broke men, mm-hmm. um, and they they created this thing called the Creep Squad. And if you see these grown ass men mm-hmm. fighting each other because somebody is saying you're not part of the Creep Squad anymore, I just <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, no, this is some nonsense. Yeah and yeah I just feel like we had to address we just have to address this grown man grown behaving
1: man. so immaturely you know for what well you know recently I was like reading something and people were talking about Chris Brown's origins and the type of family he comes from and this is all like hearsay it's just you know people anyone can go on a blog and write anything mm-hmm. but this seems to be somewhat substantiated and apparently he was like dirt poor in Virginia when he was discovered and his stepfather was abusive to his mother and abusive to him
0: mm-hmm.
1: to the and his mother didn't intervene so I think you know I'm not saying that this justifies any kind of behavior because everybody has things in their past that could have influenced Mm -hmm. who they are today, Mm -hmm. you know? But it just seems Chris Brown's type of erratic behavior, there's some kind of psychological thing going on there.
0: Yeah, it's always there yeah it always stems from that and Mm -hmm. the thing about chris brown is chris brown is just a fuck boy Mm -hmm. and there are lots of boys out there that are just fuck boys Mm -hmm. and when you i guess get to know a little bit more about them and their background Mm -hmm. how they grew up you can see why the roots the roots of Mm -hmm. their issues Mm -hmm. like their their insecurities why they act that way Mm -hmm. so for me chris brown i just don't take him seriously Mm -hmm. i haven't taken him seriously for a Oh, my God, but he's so talented. His talent doesn't good mean music. anything, girl. Oh. It's the same way Kanye is super talented, but he's an idiot. He's an ignorant coon. Oh, my gosh. It's him. you just I don't know why I'm feeling so kind of weird about what she <laughs> just said. <laughs>
1: Because for me, like, if you're talented, you can almost get away with everything.
0: You can almost get away with no, everything. No, I've, I've always hated when people say that phrase mm-hmm. because no one can always get away with everything. Mm-hmm. So that used to be a thing that would always pop up on Twitter, mm-hmm. especially when I was in college and, you know, mm-hmm. Twitter was so popping. Um, <laughs> Wait, is Twitter dead now? Not that it's dead, but I guess it had a different sort of influence yeah, in my yeah, life yeah, when yeah, I was yeah, in college. Yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah. always on Twitter, always Twitter reacting, talking, you know. Um, No, I just read it casually. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's like Reader's Digest. (laughs) But um, yeah, you know, I always hated when people say, oh, Kanye, Kanye, this person can do no wrong or whoever can do no wrong. Mm. No, these are human beings Mm. too and they can always do wrong. Mm. But anyway, I can't remember what we were. We're talking about (laughs) men and just men behaving
1: badly. And it's like, it's almost as if, it creates such a bad picture of black men because what other images of black men are we seeing on TV other than that and then Barack Obama? Where else are we seeing black men on TV? I guess shows like Atlanta mm-hmm. and blackish. You, things are changing in the way men I, are portrayed.
0: Yeah, the thing about it, I guess, why these you know that's one of the reasons I hated world star hip hop and one of the reasons I don't want to watch love and hip hop is the way they portray black people and unfortunately we're not living in a post racial society yeah. and we still as black people unfortunately we represent each other yeah. and you know it's just these I'm sure there are a lot of people out there in the mm-hmm. world who think these. this is how American men are just from yeah. watching love and hip hop yeah. you know so but at the end of the day
1: it's like caricatures and just sort of to
0: piggyback off that,
1: um, something that happened on Housewives, did you watch the last Atlanta mm-hmm. episode? The way that Kenya Morris, is, he, Matt too, he comes into this category of men we're talking about so we're just going to bunch it all together. Yeah. It's like this, Kenya Moore has exploited this guy's stupidity and his, <laughs> his, he's always so quick to be irate because he doesn't have the mental capacity to talk things out. His right. instinct is to be physical. And mm-hmm. these images <clears throat> we're seeing up. of... <laughs> 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 Tru- talk in a truck. <laughs> <laughs> Truth in the truck. Truth in the truck. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, it's just these images of black men that we're seeing on TV all the time. They're detrimental, you know? Mm-hmm. And we should, as black women on these shows, we shouldn't be, you know, taking advantage of it. It's been Kenya's whole storyline, the fact that she's dating this crazy guy that breaks things, and
0: you know. And is it even real? I think it is. Her reactions, are, like mm-hmm. if someone broke into my home, I would be like, I am getting a restraining order. I think Kenya
1: is devoid of real emotion. I don't think she has real emotion in her.
0: It just I'm didn't even. I, I just. I don't know if I believe Kenya. Anyway, yeah. I. I wouldn't. I would never want to think that someone would lie about. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I guess that's also domestic abuse. Yeah. Like if he's coming and breaking your windows, breaking your car, yeah, it is. Or whatever. Um, but yeah, donkey of the week. We don't do that. But donkey of the week goes to these <laughs> these grown men acting like idiots. Um, but
1: yeah. And the whole Chris Brown and um, Soldier Boy thing is just like Soldier Boy has been looking for someone's attention. He's always mm. picking fights with people, trying to get someone to respond. And Chris Brown was just extra high that day or something. And he just felt like, oh, today, you got the right one today. And he just like. <laughs> I feel him like back. Chris
0: Brown never lets anything go. True. Like one, he's always right. He became a Karuchi so bad. He didn't have to be uh, like that. I. D- she kind of did it to herself. Oh, she should have shut up. It's
1: like no one else did. You no <laughs> one All <laughs> these people fighting over me. I don't even want
0: either who of you guys. Because
1: Brown was like, Arr! who
0: does that? Nobody
1: cares. And um, what is this Emmy award that she has? Girl. No man. Did she
0: really get an award, or I she think just got? She knowledge? did. I saw
1: a picture of it with her name on it.
0: Except Best web series. Web series. I never even heard of it. Maybe I should check it out. You know, Girl, let, me, let, let me know.
1: You got, me. <laughs> you got
0: me. I don't mind Karuchi as a person, but sometimes uh-huh. I just feel like she looks for the attention. she looks for she she looks for it and she gets it like girl, when people come for her i can never after i saw
1: her on Ayanla, that's when i lost respect oh i didn't her. watch it Ooh, she was she's a little girl she her mentality is very like small oh. and then she was talking about <laughs> talking about how chris brown she, that's when people found out that it was christmas day she chris brown left her and was yeah. like oh i need to go run an errand or something and she now saw him on tv with, with rihanna. rihanna fuck I gotta hurt so bad that on was, Christmas
0: Day. That would hurt me forever. I'm hurt.
1: Chris that. Brown, why are you just- <laughs> and Chris Brown can get away with it. That's the thing. People like Chris Brown get away with this stuff because he's successful. And- they,
0: they do. He makes good music. Mm-hmm. I was listening to I was listening to Chris Brown the other day. He's a talented mm-hmm. boy. He can dance. That boy can dance. dance. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I love watching people dance. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's just the only way I can describe Chris Brown is. A fuckboy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess that's that. I think we can wrap up this session. Yeah. And we're going to go to our heart to heart next Yes. (laughs) See you later.
1: to the part of the show that we call the heart to heart Mm -hmm. and uh, last week we talked about social media and this week we decided to take it down like a different path
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and discuss
0: feminism Feminism.
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's like such a big topic that we -hmm. we don't know if we'll be able to cover everything but we just thought we'd give an Mm -hmm. overview and our perspective on it to sort of maybe help people that don't understand what it is right yeah so you know first we're going to start with like defining what it
0: is Okay, well, for me, feminism just means um, equality for men and women. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing about feminism, for me, what it also means, or I guess what's important about feminism is I think that it varies depending on who you are, your status, and also your race, which is something that I've just started to realize. I don't think... I think my feminism is different from white women's, yeah, (laughs) Lena Dunham in particular, I I can't stand her, Um, from her feminism, and also, even as just a black woman, I think my idea of feminism is definitely different from Beyonce's feminism, which is what I guess Chimamanda said, like, you know, she wrote that letter of Mm. my feminism is different from Beyonce's. Mm -hmm. And that's Okay yeah it's just it means something different for everyone mm-hmm. um yeah what does what does feminism mean to you Turch? i mean i think it means in a very
1: biological sense is like from the minute that you're born whatever as a woman mm-hmm. you don't you aren't fed any limiting ideals as to what you can be who you can be and mm-hmm. you know the existence of a glass ceiling to me is like the epitome of what feminism is there to mm-hmm. knock down it's like just Living your life with the freedom to think like a man would. Mm-hmm. Living your life to ad- approach things as a man would and not feel like you have a disadvantage because of the fact that you're a woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and people uh, people always point to like, biologically, women are different from men. Women carry baby. Women do this and that. You know, breaking it down to phys- physical things. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, what I have between my ears, you, I, there's no man I can meet that I would just automatically think because he's a man, what he has there is any better than what I have. Right. You know what I mean? right. It's about the mind not Mm -hmm. being obstructed by the fact that I'm a woman. Of course. So I think that's what it means to me. Mm -hmm. And I think I came to that conclusion because I guess what I wanted to discuss next is like um, what it means to us individually. Mm -hmm. Like as, I guess we sort of just answered that, but in our own lives, I feel like I always liked the idea of being thought of as a feminist. Like, you know, I consider myself intelligent and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, yeah, women can do what men can do. I've always felt that way. But... Mm -hmm. I think as I got older I began to realize that a lot of the ways that I thought Mm -hmm. were very misogynistic you know my idea of in fact I I, even with rape culture a lot of the times I found myself thinking things that were very problematic Mm -hmm. and I had to sit back and actually ask myself what does thinking this mean Mm -hmm. and funny enough it's like my boyfriend that actually had made me see a lot of things from a more feminist perspective
0: Yeah, every man should be a feminist. I just think any sensible person mm-hmm. <laughs> should be a feminist. And I guess we're going to get into it. You know, one of the things we wanted to talk about is why people are so afraid um, to say that they are a feminist. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that next. But for what feminism means to me or why it's important to me, I think in this day and age, it's very... It's It's important because I am an African woman. Mm -hmm. And I think that feminism in the West or what feminists here are fighting for are very different from um, what feminists in Nigeria or in other countries in Mm -hmm. Africa are fighting for. Uh, Africa as a whole, let me just speak specifically to Nigeria because Mm -hmm. I don't want to generalize, but in Nigeria, you know, it's still very backwards Mm. and you know when people see that oh a woman is not married it's kind of like oh what's wrong with you it's a stigma it's a stick you know it's it's and sometimes they hire people based on them being married and if you're single you know it's like "Ah, we don't want this one coming (laughs) here and causing trouble you know it's just there's a whole lot of backward thinking Mm -hmm. going on in Nigeria and I'm sure as well as other African countries that I think being a feminist today um it, it, it's, it's very important and you know speaking your mind about it uh expressing your opinions and letting people know when they're wrong is very important so that you know our daughters can grow up in a more freeing society yeah. I mean that's what it's about for me
1: to like about our daughters growing up in a world where they don't feel like limited like for Buhari to come out and say that his, his wife's wife, place oh. is in the kitchen and do something and the other room like how dare you reduce your wife to that? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's a reduction of a a whole human being that is thinking and living and breathing just Mm -hmm. like you are. Do you know what I mean? Right. And for our president to be able to come out and say something like that, I believe it was even on an international platform. In Germany or something. Yeah, Germany was mm-hmm. some summit they were at. And for me, that speaks to a larger issue about how we're raising our men to think in society. Mm. Not only do I want my daughter to grow up in a world where she feels like an equal, I want my sons, sons to feel too. like they're equal to women and to
0: respect. Because that's a mm-hmm. lot of where respect comes from. Mm-hmm um and for our sons to know without a doubt that they're feminists and not be scared to say that they're feminists so that you know and i think um, the the influence of this is far-reaching
1: like recently there have been so many stories popping up about domestic violence happening in mm -hmm. nigeria not to say it's a new thing that's happening but with, as times are changing, we have these devices on our phones and we have access to social media. Mm-hmm. We hear of things happening more and more. Mm-hmm. And I believe that domestic violence, I actually didn't, I don't know the figures, but I'm sure it's at a higher rate in Nigeria than it is in a lot of other Western countries. Mm-hmm. And that's because so many women are told that their entire worth is their ability to get married and have I children. And have children. If you're, and
0: sometimes you're, even boys. Even boys. <laughs> <yeah. laughs>
1: So imagine if you feel like that's who you are as a person, you, you know, your other traits, who you, who you are inte- in, intellectually doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel more stuck in a situation that is, you know, that in, involves any kind of abuse, mm-hmm. you know?
0: And I think about it. And with Nigeria also being a very religious society, it fosters a lot of negative views, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes where religion is power in Nigeria. Money is power. So, and it, unfortunately affects all these different issues it affects women wanting to leave in a relationship yeah. because they're really they pastors pastor. or whatever saying that oh you know you stay you know pray. pray for your husband so always praying for the husband Mm-mm. so the husband can come back and yeah. get to his senses or mm-hmm. something you know instead of fueling or like supporting these women to know that they can leave they can be mm-hmm. okay on their own and they can do things without mm-hmm. men
1: um i mean i guess that's just um the ways that you know having a misogynistic culture mm-hmm. actually physically hurts the entire community right. it's not just about the women; it's about the community as a whole mm-hmm. the more we societies that have women you know with the same statistics in terms of wage and things like that mm-hmm. you'll find that those societies are doing better socioeconomically mm-hmm. like I believe like countries like the Netherlands and places like that women and men are making about the same and you know it helps the entire community
0: it does help the community and there was this podcast I used to listen to and there was um, the CEO um, a female CEO she was talking about her success and she you know her advice to men is to realize that everyone it's all about energy mm-hmm and everyone has a little bit of male energy in mm-hmm. them and some have some feminine energy yeah. and you know the when you realize those two um, energies and how they balance that's how we become our best selves yeah. so like in the world as a whole we need an equal balance yeah. of uh, masculine energy and yeah. feminine energy their in benefits. order for us to progress yeah. as human beings but um yeah and i guess we also wanted to address i don't know we might be talking too much (laughs) Um, but we just wanted to also address the fear um of people you know people are sometimes scared of saying that they're a feminist Mm -hmm, and i think that just stems from ignorance yeah um and not knowing too much about it and also not realizing that everyone has a different sort of feminist view Mm. you know like i don't really care as i'm sorry to say but i don't really care that much about white feminism at this point in my life i don't really what do you define as white
1: feminist let me not say white
0: feminist let me just say like a lot of the feminists i've recently been interacting in williamsburg brooklyn Mm. or i guess some some places in manhattan Mm. it's just very to me very egotistical and also Mm. i guess just not on a level that i'm on yet mm-hmm. as a black woman like i don't really care about having hair underneath my armpits okay. and beneath, you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. not where i mm-hmm. feel like as a black woman we are still at a different place where mm-hmm. we're experiencing whole nother oh, yeah. you know level so issues, of issues in, in regards to i think
1: you know in terms of white feminism i'm i'm okay with it but if you are one and you don't acknowledge that it is more difficult for black women and that black women are facing more issues that's when I'm gonna have a problem because mm-hmm. it's all about w- women being equal. Yeah. And you know, if you feel like being a woman is a disadvantage, right? Society tells us, at least in America here, that being mm-hmm. black is a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. If you can't put those two things together and see that they accumulate and make it even more difficult for mm-hmm. black women, mm-hmm. and if you don't feel any sympathy or empathy to their to what we're going through, then mm-hmm. I can't respect your you mm-hmm. know any of your
0: ideals really. Because I think the thing is for what I was, it's not that oh I. That I hate the stance that a lot of white feminists have. Mm-hmm. Mine is that in this stage of my life, I don't really relate to it because yeah. that's not what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: do you feel? Okay, sorry. Quick question. Do you feel like sometimes you do you ever ask yourself like, what do I relate more to—the fact that I'm black or the fact that I'm a woman? What what am I thinking about more consciously on a day-to-day basis?
0: I do. I do think about it. And I can't remember what triggered my thoughts about it. The last i don't know sometimes i just didn't think about things mm-hmm. but um yeah i do think about it and for me what comes up first is me being black, black yeah um if i enter a classroom and i notice that i'm the only, only black, black person, person that yeah. sticks out to me first yeah. before the fact that mm-hmm. i'm a woman um because that's what i yeah
1: I and mean, i feel like so that might have to do with the fact that we grew up in lagos and like everybody around us was black do you understand what I'm I think
0: seeing? I was I think I was less aware of my race mm-hmm. in Nigeria yeah. than I was until I came here because the thing is I did have a few like um, <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. I had a few white people in my classes mm-hmm. you know we went to San Saviour's mm-hmm. and we had some you know white teachers <laughs> and stuff but I don't think it ever I, also yeah. I was young yeah. so I don't think I, I ever noticed oh this person is white and yeah. I'm black yeah. or, or whatever I was just like I wanted like hair hair I wanted, I like, wanted long hair long hair <laughs>
1: Like the white girls long in soft hair. <laughs> I used to hate my hair. <laughs> Me too, girl. But um, <sighs> yeah. But I, I what was going to say, and then I feel like for both of us, are being in America, we've mostly interacted with white people, right? Non-African Americans.
0: I've interacted with a lot of African Americans.
1: Oh yeah, cuz you went you went mm-hmm. to a um you yeah. went to Howard for a little bit. For a little bit. And then I guess also, I just I just got to speak for
0: myself. has <laughs> been a lot of Caucasian. Um, um but I do see where you're coming yeah. from. Um but no, I think I think honestly it's the fact that we lived in America. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe Africans that went to London, maybe mm-hmm. they might notice that Woman, woman, as, woman opposed, to, as yeah. opposed to race, but I think the uh, the vibe in America and the racial dynamics here are very different. That when you live, especially like go to high school here, mm-hmm. um, college here, mm-hmm. it's something that you start to feel as an African American mm-hmm. yourself, yeah. and you really identify with their issues, and yeah. you know, and you know, you just notice.
1: It's real. I think black. we that's something we have to touch on. Like I feel like a lot of Nigerian people like has it mixed up with mm-hmm. what it, what, what why african-american people are the way they are girl so that's, that's gonna a, that's be a, a whole, whole, other, whole topic other topic for another episode. day because i know a lot of nigerians they like to oh uh, you know like they like to separate themselves from yeah, african-americans even, and that's fine those but friends but, of mine mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't i don't think it's fine it's supposed well separate yourself yes because you're african identity but like acting as if there's some kind of different race than you mm-hmm. know
0: it also just comes from ignorance, ignorance. though because I think a it's lot the of people the same love
1: and hip hop that they're seeing yeah, that they think.
0: people don't understand mm. the trials and tribulations that African Americans have gone through, been through and you lot. can't relate to them I myself can't even relate can't. to African Americans but I definitely sympathize and understand yep. and yep. Uh, if you th- uh, your whole
1: generation of your heritage was enslaved in a country and then there were different means taken to keep you guys repressed strategies how would
0: you you know how would you survive strategies and i just want to say <laughs> <laughs> I just want another, I want to give out another donkey to all these black people that are out here meeting with Donald Trump. Mm. That is another strategy. That is a strategy. Y'all need to open up your eyes and see that he doesn't care. He's using you. Their entire team. They quickly Google once they see that Kanye West said he was going to vote for Trump. They're like, "Yep, Hit let's get up. him in. Let's take a picture." Mm-hmm. They know what they're it's doing. It's all about the photo op. It's all yeah. about creating this
1: image. It, there's nothing substantial behind it. If these people are really meeting with Donald Trump and talking about progressive things, why can't we be privy to the discussions they're having?
0: What are they talking about, Does what Donald the hell, Trump? What do? are they talking about? <laughs> and
1: mean Steve Harvey's dumbass. Dumb, Their uncle, Uncle Tom. And he's so clearly using them for
0: photo opportunities. Using them stupid Uh, you know what (laughs) i just as snoop dogg said <laughs> Which one of you, Jigaboo, Uncle Tom's, Have <laughs> gone perform at the inauguration? And they have found you. They have found oh, you. Yeah. So they are using you guys. And the
1: Nigerians that support Trump, like
0: goodbye. You <laughs> know what? Any, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Anyone that's an immigrant to this country that support you, you just you're, that, just, you're, you're disconnected. You're disconnected you're from reality.
1: <laughs> the reality on ground. But um,
0: that's mm-hmm. about it. We could,
1: girl, we could talk keep on going but that's about it for our heart to heart hopefully we've you know helped you guys understand what we think feminism is it might mm-hmm. be different to other people that's the beauty mm-hmm. of it it's what you want it to be that's
0: and please leave your comments on our Instagram, Instagram. page yeah. we would love to you know we would love for this to be an open um, conversation yeah. so okay see you guys see in a minute So welcome back. Now it's time for our shout out of the week. Uh, Am I going first? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So my shout out this week is to, is this cream called the Brazilian bum bum cream. <laughs> it's supposed to be this cream that I guess is supposed to make your skin very smooth and, smooth and firm. It comes in this really little container. Um is it yellow? It's yellow. You've oh, seen it. it before. I use it at your house. You use it at my house and oh, you liked it, girl for New Year's. I was bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so every bad. time I who came over, um Jolly came over recently and she was just like bum bum cream, <laughs> but I was like, no, it's not my okay, let me <laughs> <laughs> Let me go in order. So anyway, it's this, it's this really nice um, smelling cream. It feels really nice on the skin, and it has like a little shimmer um, on your skin when you use it. I use it very sparingly because I think it's a little expensive. Um, but I just use it when maybe I'm about to go on a quick date with a guy, or if I'm going to see some people and I want to look nice and a little shimmery, I use it on New Year's Eve. Um, but no I love that cream and it's just you know you don't sometimes you just need something to put on your skin or in your chest area if you're wearing something that's showing a little bit skin of skin or your shoulders um, it's a lovely cream there's shimmer and I love shimmer let me say the guys love it I think so that's why yeah that's why I think it's called the bum bum cream because you know oh the gays no, I or just, just think men in general know, guys would love it and then you will get underneath the sheets and see the bum bum <laughs> Um, okay. I forgot I
1: used it. Oh, I love shimmery things. Mm,
0: I love that cream.
1: Um, okay, so mine for this week is gonna be what I think should be a staple in every woman's beauty regimen. Um, if you want glowing skin, if you just wanna even out your complexion, I would say to use a vitamin C serum. Mm. Um, They come in so many different forms. The first one I ever used was actually a powder form It was made by like philosophy Mm -hmm. and you would just add it to any moisturizer You're using and put it on your face and it would have the effects of a vitamin C serum But lately I've just been using one from Mario Badescu, which is the best one I have ever used Mm -hmm. I've actually been noticing a difference in my skin and vitamin C in anything is going to create brightness in your face It's Mm going to create a glow and it's going to help even out your complexion. Mm -hmm. So If you don't have vitamin C in in any aspect of your skin regimen, I would recommend introducing it with a vitamin C serum. After you wash your face, you pat it dry, take a little bit of the serum on your fingertips and just... Well, you can use a toner beforehand, but Mm -hmm. you can also just use vitamin C serum. The The reason why I like this one by Maria Badescu is because it's also moisturizing. A lot of them can dry, dry you out, you and then so you have, you have to, put to put a moisturizer, moisturizer on top. Mm-hmm. But with this one, you can just put it on, and you feel it tingling, and it's it's great. It's about $45 for one fluid ounce. So it's, you know, a little bit on the pricey side for as far as um, vitamin C serums go, mm-hmm. but it's really, really good, and I'd recommend it to anyone.
0: I think the better ones are a little bit expensive. Yeah, Which one do I have? All-hand- Old Henriksen. Oh, they have a good one too. Yeah, but I think what you said about this one actually mm-hmm. sounds right because that one also dries my face out, so I have to put <clears throat> moisturizer. I have to after. put moisturizer immediately and it afterwards. Smells good. It
1: smells. Um, smells like well, I don't know about good, but it smells citrusy. Let me
0: smell. Mm. 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 Yeah. yeah. Cinnamon girl. Cinnamon. That, oh, you yeah, said citrus. I, I, I said citrus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, that's that. So that's the end of our podcast for today i hope you guys enjoyed it it was fun i feel like we're more (laughs) relaxed today yeah it's just
0: it's only going to get better and better Mm -hmm. i think the more we record you know the more we get comfortable with just speaking to this microphone yeah (laughs) but no we had a good conversation today it was Mm -hmm. like talking it was like how we usually talk talk more so than the last one yeah i think so too so if anyone has any questions you can email us at contact at the diaspora diaries.com or you can just leave a comment on instagram yeah, please um do. we are the di just the diaspora diaries yeah, yeah on instagram yep and we'll see you guys next week
1: bye, bye.